This podcast is a production of America Matters Media. Explore more episodes of this show and other great shows on the America Matters Media Podcast Network by visiting americamatters.us. Be sure to subscribe and leave a review at your favorite place to download podcasts. The views expressed in this show do not necessarily represent those of the company or its advertisers, although we think they should. But that's the opinion of America Matters Media. And welcome to this week's episode of City Talk with About Town Deb, and I'm your host, Debbie McCarthy, and we're a production of America Matters Media, the home of quality conversation, and we will be conversating here. You can find us on the web at americamatters.us, that's americamatters.us, and on Facebook at facebook.com slash Deb. We're also on America Matters on their YouTube channel. And you can call us toll-free at 844-790-TALK. T-A-L-K, that's 844-790-8255. And be sure to chime in the, on the watch parties. And Georgia is going to be manning one of the watch parties, at least. So Jazzy George is at home. And as you can see, I'm not in the studio. So I have a new best friend. I'm just going to try to find my new best friend to show you. This is my new best friend. It is a heating pad, which is my new best friend since Sunday night. No, actually, I didn't have it Sunday night. I had to call my neighbor when he was taking out the trash on Monday morning and say, help. And then I'm like yelling out the doors. He's taking out the trash. Like I need help. And he's like, what? He's never been in my house before. And I'm like, I hate to ask you this really strange question, but can you plug in my heating pad and my phone charger? And he's like, okay. Like what's wrong? I'm like, I can't walk. <laughs> so I managed to get into the room and he plugged it in and then my son went and got my pain pills and picked up everything I dropped because <laughs> I couldn't pick it up like Joy, there's a pen there and there's that there can you get me water uh anyway thank goodness for kids and thank goodness for great neighbors so today I'm about town Deb couch Deb and I've been that way for a while but um so it'll teach me a lesson I thought I was Miss Rock and Roll by getting fit and walking, and I thought I'm going to walk farther and farther, but not once did I stretch for like eight weeks, not before or after. So Sunday, I decided, I'm like, I'm getting a little sore the last few days. It kind of hurts a little bit. Why? I should like only walk a few miles. No, I decided Sunday to walk the most I've ever walked up and down hills. So I must have overdone it and whatever. So now I'm suffering but it's, I'm grateful to be able to sit up on the couch today. That's a good thing. So um, anyway, we got a really good show today. I We have the most amazing women and men in Reno, but I have two of my favorite gals. We have Jackie's up on the top on my screen on the left, Jackie Shelton. Jackie is a board member, and I want to say this right, Cordelia? Cordelia. It's Cordelera. Cordillera. So Jackie is one of the board members and we have Emily Skyle Golden is the founder and executive director of the Cordelia. I should I say that 10 times. Cordillera. Cordillera. International Film Festival. And she's also a writer, producer, um, news anchor, movie star, personality, um, volunteer, 
radio. She has done it all. And uh, later on the show, she's going to share about what she's been doing on her day 97. We'll go into that. But, but Jackie is not only the board member. Jackie's got some cool stuff. She's the vice president of public relations for the Estepona Group. And she handles all their strategic communications and event planning. And also, they've got this amazing site, Just the Positive. Yes. So these two women here, if you want to know anybody who's positive, they are. And they surround themselves with positive people. And I remember when Emily first moved to Reno, um, we were at chapel, I think, maybe when I Absolutely. first met her. Absolutely. And she's like coming in and she's like, I just want to know everything. And she she just like was ready to jump in and support her community and who could she help and what could she do. And she just did that. She like jumped in. And now who'd have thought we have a film festival in Reno, Nevada. Like that's, she just jumped and went over the ledge. And like you say, and then with Jackie, um, if you ever want to know how to find, have fun and throw parties and wear cool costumes, Jackie's that girl. So is Emily too. I got to say, maybe that's why she's on the board. They both work really well together. So we're going to be talking about movies in the park, but not in the park. We're going to be driving movies now and a little bit about the film festival. That's all going to be happening. And normally, I like to say a little bit about what I have been doing. Um, Reno Restaurant Week, um, we had Cherie on for two weeks in a row. This is the last night of it. So if you are wanting to order food in or if you want to have it delivered or if you feel like you want to go to a restaurant, go to their um, Reno Food Week or Hungry in Reno and you still have one chance to go. And plus, when it's over, keep going because we need to support our local restaurants. The other thing I'm really excited about is I have a feeling, I wonder if I got a notice, I think two minutes. So, so I'm going to be quick on that. Then we're going to come back and we're going to dig in the drive-in movies and more. So home, Heroes Night in Danny, um, who is the founder of myhometownheroes.org. I have this little brochure here for everybody. This is really cool. It just started. It's going to go through the end of August and we'll talk a little bit more about it, but we have a variety of places. I'll chat later where you could just go at your leisure or you could order in and there's specials. Like if you go to squeeze in, you get a 25 cent um, um, mimosa. Who doesn't like that? And you get a buy one burger, get one burger free of equal value at um, Granite Street. So there's more specials and it's really great. And I love how our community just keeps like, what can we do? What can we do? So this is a way that you could go on and you could get this for, um, $40 and that $40 will get you all these discounts. Your discounts are way more than your $40. And it's a donation for um, that goes into a scholarship for um, cancer. Um, young adults who've had brain surgery and brain, they helps them go to college, help pay their stuff. So hometown heroes. So check them out. So it's about time for break. So we're going to be taking that break and it is city talk with about time. We come back. We're going to be talking about drive-in movies. I bet you have some memories. So hang tight. It's about town dev. We'll be right back with City Talk. Are you shy and don't want to talk on the air? Text us your questions or comments to 
2266. Now back to the show. And welcome back to the second segment of City Talk, and I'm about town Deb. So we are in Reno, Nevada, for those of you who are watching from all over the place. And in Reno, Nevada, the month of July, which is coming up, is a pretty big deal. It is Art Town, Art Month, and all of that. So I want to start with Emily, because during Art Town and Art Month, you guys do a lot with movies and art. So tell me how what you did before and how you're shifting it during this whole pandemic. Well, Cornelaro's was trusted with the Art Town Legacy event called Movies in the Park. And traditionally, it is done every Friday night in July at Wingfield Park. It's downtown, under the stars, at the amphitheater. Um, it's, you know, with the river flowing by you on both sides. And it's a really amazing event. But obviously, because of everything going on right now, we had to pivot. Um, we didn't want to fail um, because it's the tw- the event's 25th anniversary, which is really exciting. So we wanted to honor that, of course. So we pivoted and we were able to partner with the West Wind El Rancho Drive-In, which is providing- And so where is that? Is that in Sparks or Reno? It is in Sparks. It's technically in Sparks, but it's right off the freeway. So it really- Right on that border. Yeah, it really feels, it's right on the border and it's right off of Audi um, and right off of 395 there. So it's, a bit an exciting opportunity for us to partner with them and continue the tradition. And most importantly, as an organization, Movies in the Park has always been free. It's been something where people could go with their families. They get free popcorn, uh, at least for the last few years, the free popcorn part. And so Cordillera decided that it was important to continue that tradition. And so we are offering free car passes, one free car pass per, per family. And they'll also get some popcorn when they come in. So it's something we're super, super excited about. Um, and yeah, go ahead. Oh, sorry. I was going to say, and Jackie has actually been going to movies in the park for 25 years. Wow. Yeah, I have been going to movies in the park since before I had kids, and they're all grown and out of the house now. So that's uh, kind of one of the way I, mar- I mark that. And it's, it is a fantastic event. And the best part, and, it's, and we can't really do that this year, but it's like being able to walk around the park and talk to people before the show starts. And then you wrap yourself in a blanket and it gets oh. cold. You know, one of the best things about Reno, so it gets cold at night in the summer. And wrap yourself up and watch a movie together. And it's it's really fun. And, and Emily and other members of our board have done a fantastic job of pivoting and making it so that we can still have this event. And 300 cars, um, so 300 cars worth of people will be able to go do this for free. When um, you think about that's a lot of people because, you know, you can get so you can get as many as you could like in like when I remember being a kid and our parents would put as many of our friends in the car for whatever it was. <laughs> we would all cram in it and we'd open the back of a pickup or something or in a van and park it this way and open the doors. It was so much fun. Yeah, whoever's in your germ bubble, um, yeah, stash them in your car and, and go and, yeah, bring the kids. Um, I think, well, maybe Anchorman. <laughs> maybe not Maybe not kid-friendly, but. Yeah, I wouldn't say any of our films, except for Goonies, is necessarily kid-friendly. But the movies also start at 9 o'clock at night. So Okay, so. It's a family decision. They know the titles. <laughs> you know, if you think Con Air is a safe film for your little ones, then by all means bring them. So we but start with their, their classic yeah. films. So we're all pretty used to them. <laughs> we know what's in them. That's what you usually see, though, is the smaller kids will be asleep about 10 yeah. minutes before the movie starts. So, 
Yeah. So like when you get the pop, do you get the popcorn when you drive in or how is that going to work? You know, so you could bring your own. Well, you can, I, we, we encourage people to actually not bring their own stuff so that they can support West wind since they've been an amazing partner to us. Um, but of course, uh, people shall do what they want to do. And that is totally fine with me. Uh, but but I think that's great. Yeah. When you arrive, you'll receive a coupon. And, uh, when you go up to the concession stand, we wanted to make sure it was as, as clean and sanitary as a process as possible. So there weren't volunteer fingers on everything. Uh, so they pick it up when they get there. And it's a great chance to see, uh, one of the, it's a great chance to see classic films, but we'll also be showing short independent films that uh-huh. are kind of thematically tied with the film, the classic film that you're going to see. And it serves as kind of an aperitif into what you can expect with the four-day uh, film festival that'll be coming up the 23rd through the 26th, which is the Cordillera International Film Festival. Uh, and it's a great way to really combine, uh, you know, short movies are made by filmmakers who were inspired by these classic films. So it's a gorgeous way to tie in the new up-and-coming emerging filmmakers with some classics that brought all of us together in front of the television screen or in front of the movie screen. And that's one of the things I didn't understand um, the first year that Portalera took this over. I think that was three years ago. I'm like, yeah. mm-hmm. And um, we would, we would watch the shorts before the movie. And I was like, Oh my God, that was amazing. Where did it come from? Why is it here? And why am I watching it? And I was probably talking when they explained that part. So <laughs> Um, but then when I attended the film festival last year, I got to see all these amazing films oh. and meet these filmmakers and see that kind of quality. Um, and again, like you said, that Emily brought this film festival to Reno is incredible and that we have access to these films that a lot of people don't because these are, these are on the circuit. They're on the film festival circuit. So they're not, it's not like you can go YouTube it and watch it. Yeah. Which is really cool. And you know, the, the quality of, of of the short films. I it was the first time that I went last time with Emily and you you guys were there, and I was I was just I sat there in awe of, of each of each short film because you don't realize how much I mean there's so much that goes into it, but how how they can take their story and condense it into uh, how many minutes is it normally under is there under certain minutes for a short film. So for an Oscar qualified film, it could be up to 40 minutes, but your average film festival short film, comedies hit seven to 10 minutes, dramas 10 to 20, and documentaries like 12 to 15. That's but not it, a formula, but they range generally 20 minutes or less. But if you think, but if you think about how, that's hard to do. Yeah. I mean, yeah. with all those components, with the actors and the props and, and the locations and making it happen. But you, Emily, you have made quite a splash with yours. So yeah. um, feel free to share a little bit about one of your favorite ones that you, that you were so honored that we were have that you got to include a lot of Reno people. Yeah. Our, my most recent one, my very first one was Dear George and it was a yeah. casting crew of uh, about 350 people. We shut down an airport terminal. We had a, we filmed inside of an actual airplane. So it was a really big one to take a big bite out of and try um, but my most recent one was 10 syllables, and that's the one that got uh, quite a bit of acclaim. We were selected. We were one of seven short narrative films to premiere at the American Pavilion Emerging Showcase at Cannes, Cannes being one of the most prestigious film festivals in the world. So that was pretty life-changing, and it was kind of incredible to get to represent Nevada, and especially Reno. People watch your, my films. 
and they don't realize, wait, wait, you're near mountains? Like they expect us to be in the <laughs> desert with, you know, one miscellaneous motel with a crooked sign and neon. You know, they, they're not expecting the sophisticated, beautiful city that Reno is. So one of them, which was just a huge motivator from becoming, from being a filmmaker to wanting to run a festival. Because I thought if they would come here, if filmmakers would see what we have to offer, um, maybe they start making their films here. And that has been happening. We've had Ooh. major projects come here which is super exciting. And I won't pretend that Cordillera was the sole reason by any means. Mm. Um, but, you know, I, I have a one, one thousandth of the claim. <laughs> I want to say you're a little bit more than a thousandth of the claim <laughs> because honestly, Emily, that's a huge undertaking to make that happen. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of people thought, how can that even happen? Come on. But you, like I say, when you came to town, you came to town like a, a flash of bright light and you're just like let's let's rock and roll Reno and it's just incredible that you've done that so with the movies um what you know does it like do you go early can you go early and the movie start at like is it eight o'clock and the movie start at nine do you have time to get your food and maybe chat well I mean, we can't really you're in your car so you can't do a lot of your social distancing so yeah. you're with your peeps as Jackie said you're in your bubble with your peeps um you know, so then when you walk to the stand, you wear your mask when you go to get your goodies in. Yeah. yeah. So the gates open at eight o'clock. The films will start at around nine. Um, we're very fortunate. We have um, Bill Pierce is our partnering Ooh. sponsor. Yeah. So we, um, they're our presenting sponsor for the entire festival. So there'll be a huge part of movies in the park. So we may have some fun surprises in store uh, concerning that. Yeah. So we're super excited. Um yeah, so you get there, be social. I mean, you can roll down your window. You're six feet apart. Keep your mask on. Probably try to park next to a friend, maybe. I feel like I there's... That would be great to do that. I think that would be a lot of fun. I'm kind of glad because at least if, when I go, I'll have to see if I can get somebody that has a nice cushion car because it's coming up. Like, it's, So it's coming up when? This weekend? Is the first one this weekend or is it... No, July 3rd. Okay. July 3rd is the first one. Okay. So it's like coming up Next and there's only a limited number, right? So you need to, you need to pre-purchase these ahead. Just don't show up. Yeah. And they don't have to purchase. They just have to RSVP. Oh. It's completely free. And every, oh my gosh. yeah, okay. I was saying in the beginning, it was really important to us to keep the, the, the tradition of free. Um, we'll okay. accept donations if anyone wants to offer one, but it's just not necessary. We just want to bring uh, and keep this amazing Art Town Legacy event alive. It's super important to us. Oh, I love it. And we're going to go to break pretty soon. But while we're on break, I was wondering if any of you guys, or if you're listening, I was wondering if you guys know when and where was the first movie theater. The first movie theater. Not the very first one, but the first one that was actually established, that was patented, the first drive-in, when it opened and where it was opened. Just thought I'd throw that out there. I thought I would do a little research. Okay, so the first drive-in, not the first a drive-in. Drive yeah. When was the first, when was first drive-in movie theater and where? Um, you know, I, I mean, I remember it was way before our time, but uh, anyway, so we're gonna, we are gonna be taking another quick break. And so we want your feedback. So if you're on Facebook, I'm sorry, I can't see Facebook right now. So Jazzy Georgia or Eric, who's ever on there, please let us know and text us or somehow let us know. Or if you see somebody, um, we just want to know. So we'll be right back at City Talk with About Town Death.
Want to expand your advertising dollar? Sponsor this or any America Matters program by calling 775-827-8900, extension 2. Now back to the show. And we're back for the third segment of City Talk with About Town Deb. And as I mentioned in the beginning, we'd love to have you join this party since I am About Town Deb, my town, your town, any town, let's connect, which I'm not connecting very good with this back. I'm moving too much. Um, so we'd love you to like, feel free to call in um, 844-790-TALK. And also if you're on Facebook and of Jazzy Georgia, if you are manning it, please text me. So the answer, let's go back to that question. So Jackie, do you have a guess? Um, somewhere in Texas in the 50s. Okay, and okay, Emily? Uh, I'm going to go somewhere on the East Coast, but I think it was closer in the 40s or late 30s. Ah, okay. Like New Hampshire, like, I don't know, someplace ah. out there with a lot of land. Wow. Connecticut. You were close. You were close. Okay. It The first one is early as the 1910. The what? first pat. The, well, hold on. That was when they started them. The first patent drive-in was opened on June 6, 1933, by Richard Hollingshead in New Jersey. Oh, what? Jersey. Oh, Jersey. Oh, so okay. you did. You had the new right. <laughs> and so he, he said, "You got good." He said he created it as a solution for people unable to comfortably fit into smaller movie theater seats after creating a mini drive-in for his mother. Appealing to families, Hollingshead advertised his drive-in as a place where the whole family is welcome, regardless of how noisy the children are. Uh, so that's how it started. Well, and that's still true. And it's still true. In the and car, I, they can actually talk. And think about it. The movie theater is like, and you know, and kids are doing stuff and now you can and if you get tired you just go to sleep and you, you wear your I just loved putting on PJs and going you know as a kid that was the coolest thing to have your PJs on and to be at a drive-in and you know see other like you said see other neighbors that you know and we often we actually have movie night on every other Saturday night it's like a drive-in movie and right next door they have a little granddaughter and they put up this cool white paper on the garage door and they have a big a movie screen thing and everybody parks their lawn chairs outside and the little gal Peyton puts up a little stand and she sells rocks and popcorn. And so we all like they have a bell they ring. So we all go out and we sit out there. We all have our PJs on in our robes and the sprinklers go off and hit us and it's fun. So I love the memory of a drive-in. So I'm so grateful that you guys are bringing that. So I'm very, very excited about that. Um, so I'm going to throw it over to Jackie. I thought it would be interesting to have one of your board members give you some questions and see how how you're on top of all your own information. So Jackie, right. I'm going to let you throw some zingers at her. <laughs> all right. I don't know if they're zingers, but challenges. Well, they're zingers from you, I'm sure. <laughs> Well, I was just, um, like I said, I've been going to this event for the whole time. And I never put much of a thought into how the movies were selected. Um, and it was just like, and, and honestly, didn't care. I, I loved the whole movies in the park. Didn't really matter to me what the movie was. Um, now that I'm on the board, and I know the thought that goes into it. And um, I just thought, Emily, tell <laughs> us how, well, first we need to talk about what the movies are. 
Um, but and also how how they're selected. Like, why are we watching Con Air? So the movies themselves, generally we pick a theme. We try to find uh, films that are celebrating the 20th year or 25th year, and we go on a theme for uh, all four Fridays to keep it themed. Uh, this year we had a little more freedom. With the changes moving to the drive-in, we were picking a little bit later, and we have an incredible grand jury, which we'll talk about in a little bit. Ooh. So we decided it might be interesting to try to find titles that were available that people from our grand jury had been part of, which was pretty easy to do because if you think of an action film or a huge hit, Driving Miss Daisy, uh, Last of the Mohicans, Con Air, Die Hard with a Vengeance, and just, I can't, there's so many, Expendables, all, chances are someone from that film, producer, director, cast, is on our grand jury. And so this year we thought, you know what would be super fun? is just to pick some fun movies that we're semi-affiliated with, or maybe not. And uh, so we were a little looser with the selection process than we normally are this year, um, but for some pretty fun surprises. So. Which now I'll get completely distracted by the grand jury. So remind me to come back to that. No, I'm yeah. going to remind you, because I want to know what the darn grand jury is. So go ahead. That's, that's and when we come back to it, that's why this film festival is so amazing. I mean, there's many reasons why. But that grand jury, um, because filmmakers want their movies seen by these people. These yeah. are incredible people. And so they'll submit when they might not be, in, you know, in a global pandemic, um, economic crash. Um, they're still submitting. We actually almost doubled our entries from last year, which yeah. is extraordinary um, in this time. Um, okay, but films. Let's go back to the movies. Okay, so we're going to see Con Air on July 3rd. I will add this caveat. Um, we may see Con Air. Oh. If we can, we may be switching to Die Hard with a Vengeance. <gasps> we're going to know in just the next few days. And there is an incredibly amazing reason why that may happen. And I think people will be very, very excited to hear why. So, I, I, Jackie didn't even know that. We literally found this out about two hours ago. Yay! So, <laughs> We'll see. Uh, if it doesn't happen, Con Air is still amazing, and we'll still have some pretty cool uh, surprises with it. I trust you. Anytime, anytime Emily says, okay, we were going to do this, and now we're going to do this, there's always an extraordinary reason. Yeah. Oh, and Die Hard. I mean, come on. Yeah. <laughs> um, okay, so are we going to see um, Goonies on July 10th? Yes. Okay. And why? Or why? what do you love about Goonies? Uh, so I wanted to pick a film that inspired me as a kid. The very first narrative story I ever wrote was me trying to write a sequel to Goonies, except Aww. it was set in a small Alaskan village from my childhood, and it is really bad. Uh, but it started my narrative journey, uh, and it was really inspirational for me. I loved the nerdy, the building, the trinkets, the gadgets, the inventions that that fed my nerdy side of my brain. <laughs> Um, I channeled the chubby elements of one of the characters. Like I, uh, it was just such an inspirational film and it was such a journey movie where kids were the smart ones saving the adults. And so it was a really new thing for me when I was younger. So I was an advocate for that film. Nate Ashley is a huge, uh, huge uh, participant in the selection process. In fact, he generally makes the selections and I go, yay, I love them. So. <laughs> and then, um, and obviously, I actually, it's funny, I have no, no DVDs in this house anymore. And we've been organizing like crazy lately, and I found Goonies. 
So oh, yeah, cool. that's, that's a one that popped up. Um, but the one for July 17th, I will admit to being one of my all-time favorite movies. So yeah. um, oh. Anchorman, okay. The Legend of Ron Burgundy, Stay Classy mm-hmm. San Diego. Yeah. Uh, we have an uh, interesting connection with that film. Again, surprises that I'm not allowed to share. Uh. But we're very excited. Again, one of my favorite films as well. I used to do news. <laughs> so... Uh, there's a special, special memories uh, and a lot of good laughter. Of course, I never worked in an environment like that in any way, shape or form. But I don't want to make any of my old producers mad at me. <laughs> but um, but it's just it's such a fun film filled with it really a, a platform for a, a lot of careers that took off. Right. Yeah. And then um, so July 24th. And this is always the one that's because you don't people don't know what these movies are. But that's the best night because that's the night that kicks off the film festival. And what did we get to see on the 24th? So on the 24th, Jackie already mentioned that we doubled our submissions. Um, I'm going to give just a little bit of history and try not to take too long. But the very first year, Cordillero was in charge of programming short films before the features. We played a small film called One Small Step. We played it in July. Very few people knew about the film. It had never been online. It had only been seen at a few film festivals. In February, when the Oscars came around, it was shortlisted uh, for an Oscar. A, a film that went on for an Oscar nomination was seen and premiered in Nevada, Premi- had a Nevada premiere with Cordillera at Movies in the Park. We have continued that tradition and are going to continue it. And it's incredibly exciting. This year, we have probably, generally I have about five films at that level that I think I see them and go, this is going to win all the things. This year, based on our grand jury, um, the reputation we've started earning as our programming overall, and the announcement of our programmers, which is Judd Taylor, he's done Tribeca, he does, uh, he's incredible. Uh, And then Paul Sloop, who uh, programs the Academy Qualifying Film Festival, uh, Cleveland International Film Festival, and and, and consults and, and also with Pittsburgh Shorts and several others, uh, they get access to some of the best films in the world and they're coming to Reno now. So I would say we have almost 30 films in our program that are either already Oscar qualified, made by previous Oscar nominees or winners, or are on their way and incredible films. I mean, I could predict five that I think could win and you're going to get to see them in Reno. And if you don't like a short film, best part, it's done soon. And then you watch a comedy or whatever the next one is. So you know, it's, it's, it, well, it's almost time for break. So when we come back, let's talk, finish that up. And we still got to talk about the grand jury because I'm still like, we don't want to forget that. Well, yeah, we need to talk about the film festival itself. Yes. And the Friday night movies is yes. the, is a big part of that. Got it. Okay. So we're, it's that time again. We're going to take another break. And then when we come back, we're going to continue this conversation because there's lots of tidbits we don't know yet. And be sure to um, like our About My About Town Dev page. Remember, we're also heard on the air at 1180. And we're going to take a break. So hang tight. It is About Town Dev with City Talk. We'll be right back. Unable to listen to the whole show? A recording of today's program will be available later today. 
visit americamatters.us and click on the podcast link. Now back to the show. And we're back for the fourth and final segment of City Talk, and it's about time, Deb. It goes so quick. There is a lot on break. You probably saw beautiful Emily, her expressions of excitement and joy and ah. So we're going to have to, we don't want you to miss out on that. So Jackie, we're going to let you go back to it because you, whatever you said, you got her going. So I want to hear a little bit about that. And I want to make sure we get the websites out before it gets to the end. And the very last thing, congratulations. I don't want to forget. So Jackie, congratulations to you and Clay. You guys are the, the dream couple of Reno. I feel like we all are part of your family. And Jackie and Clay had this most amazing virtual, my ever first virtual wedding. And Jackie did it up right. And I was just honored to be a part of it. So I want to congratulate you on air. Thank to know you. that we all adore you. And thank you for sharing your story. And our stories, are, and, and Emily knows all about stories. El, Emily writes stories. <laughs> She's an amazing writer. And so is Jackie. So thank you for sharing your love story with us. And we can't wait to see how it continues and where it goes. I just want to be sure that you know how much we love you and appreciate you. And then, Emily, I, we, we cannot finish without you explaining what day 97 is, because people who maybe not follow you. Can you just do a little tidbit before we I, go on? Because this I is a big deal. I don't know what day 97 is. Every single day I've shared one random weirdo fact from my day. Today's been so normal. Now, probably it'll happen after we hang up. Uh, okay. But people can stay tuned to Facebook to find out day 97. <laughs> and so where do they find you on Facebook to follow um, you? It's Emily Skyle, S-K-Y-L-E hyphen golden, G-O-L-D-E-N. Uh, sometimes I'm up to 5,000. So if I am, I can't I take more friends. But you yeah. can just hit follow and I'll still see your goodies and you'll still see my goodies. So it's all good. No, thank you for that. We don't, get to, that? See your, we don't get to see your goodies. Not those oh. My Not goodies those goodies. No. But we're just, no, because Emily has actually been inside her town. Is it a townhouse? She's been inside and she's like in Arlington Tower. She like watches over the city. So she's like our amazing news reporter. If anything's going on, Emily, she's been reporting for years to us. Like, okay, what's happening down the river, Emily? And, like, and she's like, she's a reporter. So we have our own reporter in our town, our private Emily reporter. So you have to check out her. She's got a website as well. Um, and I just, I just know we're going to run out of time, but I want to thank you now, Emily, so it doesn't happen. Um, <laughs> what's the website to get your free pass before we forget? Okay, so um, why don't I just give a summary really quick then? There you since go. We, okay, there you go. so we obviously we talked a lot about movies in the park, but Cordillera International Film Festival itself is a four-day film festival, and we're doing it hybrid. So Thursday night, we have a very small socially distanced reception for the filmmakers that are coming into town. Um, very small, very intimate. Friday, we have two screenings at the drive-in where people can watch films at the drive-in the first one for movies in the park, short films. Then a second one, we'll have two more screenings Saturday nights to wow. that Saturday, also at El Rancho. But for the four full days, people can actually watch what we're calling Cordillera Streams, which is a virtual version of the physical festival we normally have. So that grand jury that we talked about, they've all committed to doing panels. So think of, so just to give you a few names, Peter Menzies Jr., he's our chairman. He's a local Die Hard with a Vengeance, Expendables, Miscongeniality, Shooter, Incredible, Simon Mark, 
I'm sorry, uh, Simon West, Con Air, uh, Laura Croft, Tomb Raider. Uh, he did the Rick Astley video that everyone gets Rick rolled on, and I know he doesn't want us to mention that one, but that's also amazing. Um, uh, uh, Bear, uh, Brian Curry, he wrote Green Book and won the Oscar. Ugh. He had 17 board uh, j grand jury members, and almost all of them are Academy members, which is just incredible. We have Benny Boom. He did All Eyes on Me, does the Nicki Minaj videos. So we have emerging oh. voices, history, you know, people that have literally inspired filmmakers. So you can watch their those jury panels and hear stories about some of your favorite films in history. Last of Mohicans. Uh, we've got um, Bruce Beresford, who's, who's driving Miss Daisy. So I, I won't keep going on that, but the grand jury is unbelievably impressive. And can I, can I interrupt real fast yeah. on that? So um, Emily's a witch, and she has these ideas of what she wants, a good witch. And, and you know, we're in the middle of a global pandemic, and film festivals are not doing well right now around the country for obvious reasons. Emily's like, well, no, we're going to do well. And then she just decides, and then she wills it, and she makes it happen. And we have this amazing, amazing grand jury, amazing um, of people picking the films. Why did I lose the word? Programmers. Our programmers, um, yeah. And it's just extraordinary that this is happening, again, in Reno, but Cordillera Streams. Oh, yeah. So Cordillera Streams, uh, people can get two things. They can either buy a pass, an all-access pass. They would go to CIFFNV.org. That's Cordillera International Film Festival, NV.org, just the abbreviation I'm not, you can't pronounce it. Don't expect you to spell it. <laughs> so that's why we have that. Um, and then uh, they can buy an all access pass for the film festival. Um, it's only $50 or for $50, you can become a red carpet club member, which Ooh. gives you access and discounts to swag bags, everything for the entire year. Normally that's, it's a much higher price. Our festival passes are usually, you know, hundred to five hundred dollars so but because we know we're hybrid we have limited live screenings we really wanted everyone to still see this incredible programming and have access to this overwhelming grand jury i am so stupid giddy over the people that are going to be watching these films and and participating in the festival it's overwhelming and humbling and it's all thanks to our development team our amazing board it's it's just incredible but speaking of these people, so it's not just, and I think we talked about this on the break, so I forgive me if I'm repeating myself to the audience. It's not just watching films on Cordillera Streams, which is like a Netflix. Like you can, you watch this like with your Roku or, or Apple TV. It's watching the films and then watching interviews and conversations with the filmmakers. Yeah, that's so, pretty cool. Yeah, opportunity to hear them talk about what they were thinking, what their vision was, why they made these films that they did. And that's, I mean, as much as I love movies, that's the best part is watching the filmmakers talk about their movies. Yeah, I think it gives you so much insight. It, it's and also when you fall in love with a project, when a film inspires you as a human or you have so many memories of watching it as a kid, it's pretty epic to get to talk to the human that made it and, <laughs> and get that connection. I mean, that's that's it's not a common opportunity. How many of us have ever been able to talk to the people who created our favorite movies? It's just right. not normal. And so we are beyond thrilled to bring it. Oh, we have two free kid programs for Boys and Girls Club kids. Oh. And we've decided to open it up to um, children as a whole in the region. 
So they will be free broadcasts and we'll, we'll, you'll have to head to our website. July 1st is when you'll find everything on the website. We have to wait to make official announcements. So. Oh, well, it sounds like there's quite a few special surprises. So we, we really need to follow and we can also follow the Facebook page as well. Correct. Yes. yes. So okay. um, Instagram. Yeah, we totally. Yeah. And I'll I will be sharing all your stuff on my page. Thank you. So if you go to About Town Deb as well, it'll be all over my page. I'm excited. I'm hoping to even go with Eric and if I can feel better by Saturday and and do like a trial run (laughs) or Friday, like go there and, you know, like set up and kind of show how cool it is. It's next Friday. You're going to be. I know, but I, I want to go do a practice one. Oh, you want to. Okay. So I can show you that how easy it is. You just pull in. I, I thought it would be, you know me, I like, I like to like, actually like do something fun with it. So if I can somehow get myself movable farther than the couch to the couch, I will definitely do that. Um, so once again, I, we have three minutes and I want to be sure, is there any last minute tidbits that either one of you want to get out? I think it's, you know, most of our information will be on Facebook. I think we're just so thrilled and thankful and grateful for our town to be able to continue, to be able to continue with Movies in the Park. And we are um, hoping everyone can follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and our Facebook page is Cordillera International Film Festival. Our website is CIFFNB.org. Thank you so much for having us on. Oh, I'm excited. And Jackie, I want you to give a little plug to your Just a Positive. Oh, uh, just the positive. Just the positive dot com is a website that uh, we made at the Estepona Group. We actually um, launched it last year. Um, just so much negativity in the world, and we said we need one place that has all these positive stories. And so it's a celebration of people, places, things in northern Nevada. It's very local that are doing amazing things. And then um, in March this year, so it was our one year anniversary. Um, pandemic hit, and all of a sudden, we really, really needed positive things. And so um, we shifted and we're covering a lot of different organizations and people, including Debbie, who are, um, like you said, Reno is amazing what people are doing. Things go bad and we step up. And so we're oh. celebrating celebrating those people, justthepositive.com. Yeah. So please check that out. And speaking of Just the Positive, together we're One Heart Bands. You can go to my website, abouttowndeb.com. And we are reminding everybody that we are together. And we're trying, we're also sharing positive thoughts and we just want to spread the love and spread the joy and just be happy and show kindness. So I want to thank you guys so, so, so much for being on the show. And I need to have you back because I know Emily for sure has tons of fun stories and I'm sure Jackie does as well. We were hoping to have more time to go into a little bit of the fun stuff, but we will do that again. Um, Next week, I'm going to be talking to um, Corey and Tim with Giver Marketing. Um, and they're going to be telling some stories as well. And they like to promote businesses that are giving back. And I really am. I, you know me. I always try to promote and give back. So we're going to be doing that. And it's that time. I don't want to have to say goodbye to you guys, but I love you. And really thank you both from the bottom of my heart for continually giving back to Reno and beyond. And Emily, thank you for bringing your spunk and your spirit and your talents and your writing and producing skills. Not...